where did all the local control go? This week, we'll talk to Harris County environmental attorney Rock Owens about a municipality's ability to hold polluters accountable. Then we'll ask Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins about the future of the state versus city struggle and the value of local control. You're listening to Texas Tells. I'm Tori Summerman. First, here's the news. Speaker of the House Joe Strauss announced his committee appointments last month, giving key posts to Republicans while appointing Democrats to lead 13 of the 28 committees. With 52 total Democrats in the 150-member House, the appointments were bipartisan and reflective of a larger body. Major changes to the leadership of the 28 committees included Representative John Frulo's appointment to chairman of the House Insurance Committee. Frulo will replace Representative John Smithy, who served as chairman since 1993. Smithy will now lead the Committee for Judiciary and Civil Jurisprudence. Courts in the state of Texas are currently struggling with the definition of a health care liability claim, arguing that the law is unclear. In a recent Houston case, the 14th Court of Appeals dismissed a plaintiff's negligent hiring claim, arguing that it was really health care liability. The lawsuit arose when a valet driver contracted by a healthcare facility hit an elderly woman who was parking her car. While no health care was provided by the facility, the 14th Court of Appeals said that because of lack of clarity of the definition of a health care liability claim, any action brought against a health care provider was med mal. Lawmakers in Austin are attempting to clarify the definition so that health care liability claims have at least some relation to health care. Representative Chris Turner filed HB 956 last month to modify the word claimant in these suits to include only patients. Representative Kenneth Sheets also filed a more limited version of the bill. Sheets HB 1403 would focus on making sure that workplace injury claims did not fall under health care liability. Supporters of HB 80 and SB 25 gathered at the Capitol last month to speak on behalf of the texting while driving ban. A large group of supporters, reporters, and legislators gathered in a committee room to hear the stories of those impacted by distracted driving. Families of those injured in distracted driving accidents sat at the front of the room holding pictures of their loved ones. Among the attendees was Jeannie Brown, holding a framed photo of her daughter Alex, who died in a car crash as a result of texting while driving. If you haven't lost a kid, you don't know. I I never... I thought I kind of knew, you know, when I go to my funerals, of, I had students that had died, and I go to their funerals, and I thought I knew, but I didn't have a clue. Representative Tom Craddock, the author of HB 80, named the texting while driving ban the Alex Brown Memorial Act. There's a new buzzword at the Capitol, local control. Some state officials want to reduce it, and local leaders are advocating to keep it. Governor Greg Abbott gave a speech to the Texas Public Policy Foundation, which sparked the debate when he spoke out against local bans that he thinks are making the state more Californiaized. The truth is, Texas is being Californiaized with bag bans, fracking bans, tree-cutting bans. We're forming a patchwork quilt of bans and rules and regulations that is eroding the Texas model. 
But local officials in Harris County have been fighting to retain control over enforcement since last session. It all started with a warning. Don't eat the fish in Houston. That's what signs all around the city's waterways advise since rampant pollution contaminated the river, channel, and bay. The city had been aware of the contamination for some time, but it was only in the past decade that officials traced a majority of the pollution to International Paper and two of its subsidiaries. In 2011, the city decided to take action and sued the paper company and its subsidiaries for penalties of $25,000 a day. The paper company had been dumping its wastewater into the city's waterways since 1965, and the city was seeking penalties of $25,000 a day for the past 40 years of pollution. In 2013, the paper company sent its lobbyists to Austin and got working on a bill to prevent municipalities like Houston from holding polluters accountable in court. However, municipalities, advocacy groups, and citizens spoke out against the legislation, including Harris County Commissioner Jack Cagle. Precinct 4 has these three lawsuits that we're talking about. This bill is not about stopping those cases. That bill, this bill is about trying to prevent us from the local control of deciding how we will retain attorneys. But this bill is not about whether there should be penalties or not. It's about how local entities should be able to control. Let us do our jobs. Let us listen to the counterpointing arguments and decide whether it is best in this case when we are facing some of the finest lawyers in the country to hire similarly competent attorneys and at the best expense to the taxpayers to be able to, to engage in that conflict and in other times choose whether or not to take that approach. Let us do our jobs of weighing in and deciding the balance of how to best represent those people who come to us in River Oaks and say, we've got benzene or elsewhere. Thanks to testimony like Commissioner Cagle's and active campaigning for maintaining a city's access to the courts, the bill died in committee. While the majority of the Houston suit against the paper company settled in favor of the city of Houston, lobbyists are once again attempting to close the courthouse doors to polluted cities and prevent polluters from being held accountable. Today, we'll talk to Rock Owens, Harris County environmental attorney, about these issues. First of all, can you tell me a little bit about Harris County's history with pollution litigation? Well, we've actually been filing those kind of lawsuits. Uh, those are water code lawsuits in the Texas Water Code for the enforcement of state Texas laws. And our office has been doing those, like I said, since the 70s. Uh, the environmental uh, uh, case we filed against International Paper was just a new, a new subject. Uh, it was the first time we actually got involved in litigation involving a Superfund site per se, uh, where the EPA had already come in and uh, declared a site to be a Superfund site. However, we have uh, been involved in a number of sites prior to and subsequent to this where the EPA has come in uh, to a site where we brought litigation and declared a Superfund site afterwards. Did you have any specific involvement with that litigation in particular? With the international paper case, yes, yes. I, I was the lead attorney for Harris County in that case. Oh, that's fascinating. And can you tell us a little bit about the evolution of that case? A, a waste paper sludge operation that was created by international predecessors, uh, international paper's predecessor, Champion Paper, uh, back in the 60s and 70s. And um, that 
site became inactive and was um, essentially abandoned by uh, the operators and by International Paper's predecessor and by that company. And it was just left to deteriorate and the docks and the stored there in paper mill waste that was on site ended up getting into the San Jacinto River and then into Galveston Bay. And it's in the fish and it's in the crabs and it's in the oysters and it's in everything. What is uh, your stance on HB 3117 and HB 3119 that came up last session? Well, last session, these two bills were introduced to do a couple of different things. One was to uh, eliminate the authority of local governments to hire outside counsel. The other bill was designed to actually take the ability of local governments to settle cases away from them, even if we filed the environmental law uh, environmental enforcement case. Um, but it was going to take the authority that our commissioner's court would have had and that our offices, counsel for the commissioner's court would have had to settle a case and to give it to somebody in Austin, Texas, which is 150 miles away from here, uh, and give that power to them, take it away from us. So how do you think that Harris County is better at handling uh, these pollution cases than the state of Texas? Well, one thing, uh, we have more experience. Uh, as I said, we've been doing this since the 1950s, and since before the laws were enforced were written, we pioneered those efforts. Uh, the other thing is, is that we actually have people here in Harris County that can work on the cases. These cases originate in Harris County, and quite frankly, um, there are a few cases that the state agency files that originate out of Harris County, but more than 95% of all of the civil environmental enforcement cases filed that involve companies in Harris County are filed by this office and not by the TCEQ. And that says a lot because right now I understand there's a, a, a move in the legislature to cut the budget of all state agencies. And that would include the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. And cuts in that agency would mean even less state environmental enforcement than we're getting now. Um, so if you take that power away from our office, who's going to do it? Nobody. Do you think that when cities are in control of this kind of enforcement, that there is an impact on future pollution? Well, I do. As a matter of fact, there, there have been some studies that say that you know the quality of life is better uh, that economies are better when there is good environmental enforcement uh, and that, that people have better lives. And, um, you know, the, the more rigorous enforcement we have, we have found that over the years that good businesses will obey the law, but there are always those that won't. And there are businesses that make mistakes, and the good businesses will cooperate with you and they'll fix those mistakes, but there's always some that don't. And they're quite frankly, there's some that will game the system any way they can to make a profit, and they don't care. And that's who we're that's who we're aiming, taking aim at with our cases. Since the pollution litigation in Houston, some state officials have worked on other ways to limit local control. Dallas Senator Don Huffines recently filed a bill to stop what he called a patchwork quilt of regulations. And the enforcement fight over pollution is not over. HB 1760 filed this session would limit local penalties for environmental regulation. 
We'll talk to Dallas County's Chief Administrator, Dallas County Judge Clay Jenkins, about the future of local control and the importance of local enforcement. So there's a lot of discussion this session about local control and reducing what Governor Abbott called a patchwork quilt of regulations. What do you think about limiting a city's ability to hold polluters accountable? Well, I'm disappointed that on the one hand, uh, Governor Abbott and many of the uh, Republicans are talking about the importance of allowing people that are closest to the voters uh, to help uh, the voters in making and, and uh, make decisions that they can be held accountable for. Um, and so what you've got is um, increasingly you've got more control in Austin um, where they're denying the local voters their opportunity to have referendums and speak about things um, that are important to them in their community. So take the fracking ban in Denton. Uh, Denton chose to do one thing. I would guess that Odessa would choose another thing. Um, why is it that local cities can't have um, a say and local counties can't have a say in how they want their neighborhoods um, and their communities to be? In the city of Dallas, um, the city of Dallas voted for, the city council voted uh, to ban plastic bags. And now the governor is talking about uh, making it impossible for cities to do that. Regardless of how you feel about fracking or plastic bags or any of these issues, it ought to concern you that the people in Austin want to deny neighborhoods and communities the right to control the destiny of their neighborhoods and their communities. We're focusing the local control issue to the enforcement aspect, like those that came up with the pollution litigation in Harris County. How are local governments uniquely suited to enforce things like pollution penalties? Well, local government is much closer to the people than Austin is. And, and it is tremendous, uh, the variances throughout the state of Texas. I mean, to, you look at Harris County um, and Dallas County versus, say, West Texas, um, there's nothing really um, other than that we're all Texans and we all love Texas that we have in common there. You've got two urban areas um, and places where um, pollution and pollution-induced asthma in children is our number one cause of absenteeism in our public schools. And on the other hand, you've got um, places of vast open uh, space and, um, you know, sparsely populated. So, and even within our urban areas, uh, what might work well in Houston might not work all that well at all in Fort Worth or in, in Dallas. What works in Dallas might not work in San Antonio. So it's best to allow citizens to elect their local leaders and hold those local leaders uh, accountable. And what we have now what we're increasingly moving to with this legislature is a system where it appears that the local leaders are in control, but that they're hamstrung by the legislature who wants to please a constituency that's important to them in winning primary votes, um, but not take any heat from the larger uh, population for the problems that they cause um, in those in those communities. All right. So, what do you believe the future of the local control versus state control is in Dallas County? Well, I think the future is what we make it. 
And so if uh, groups like Texas Watch and other groups point out uh, what is going on and we ask our citizens uh, the question, do you want the decisions about your neighborhoods made in Austin or do you want them made locally in your city or in your county or in your school district? I think the answer amongst our, our citizens would be clear. And what we've got to do is hold Austin accountable so that we can make those local decisions. That's all we have time for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Texas Tells. 